Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Talking the Word. I am Pastor Josh. And I'm Pastor Matt. This is Talking the Word today. Our topic that we're going to talk about today is unanswered prayers. I think it's a, it's a really good topic that, uh, that was picked out today that we decided to do because it's something that a lot of people face. A lot of people uh, will pray and uh, and ask God for different things and feel like God doesn't answer. And they, you know, whether it's, uh, I think, one of the most commonly used ways of prayer that a lot of people do is they pray for a loved one. Yeah, you know, to be healed from some sort of sickness or, you know, from death, and they pray and ask the Lord, please don't take them, whatsoever. Yes. And uh, and a lot of times, you know, God will take them, and then they're like, you know, I prayed and I I asked God not to remove my loved one, but He did. And why is it that I'm praying, but I feel like my uh, prayers are are landing on you know death ears, and like like He doesn't hear me, and and kind of, you know. With, with kind of hearing that, it brings me back to what, you know, basically what David said back in the Psalms, out of Psalms 22, verses 1 and 3, and it says, My God, my God, <clears throat> why hast... That's King James Version. I'm not a fan of King James Version. I'm going to change that up here. <clears throat> but it says, it says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? From the words of my groaning, Oh... My God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night I find no rest. You are holy, enthroned on the praise of Israel. And uh, and, and I like that. I like that passage just because uh, I think it kind of hits it pretty well dead on. Um, because, like, you know, it's like when David cried out, he asked, Lord, why have you forsaken me? You know, why does it feel like I'm praying, but you're not there? Why does it feel like, you know, um, when I cry out by day, I just, you don't answer me. Same by night, you're not answering and um, it's one of those where we, with life, you know, we get in these situations where life kind of runs us rampant and kind of runs us over. Yes. And, we, and we're asking God, like, Lord, change my situation. Come sure. and, and and we're just praying and we're praying. And God says, can, you know, pray without ceasing, which is pray continually. And we're doing that and we're praying continually, asking God, begging God, please. And a lot of times we're sitting there going, you know, I'm just praying, but I just really got a feeling that my prayers don't feel like they're being answered or being heard. I'm healed. Like, like he's hearing my prayers. I kind of feel like I'm just kind of praying to death ears, like almost like God has turned his back and kind of walked away from me and said, I'm not, I'm not, you know, but, and a lot of times we tend to feel like we, in those moments we feel like, you know, does God really love me? Does God even sure. want nothing to do with me? You know, you know, is sure. it, that I finally do something or something sure. happened to where God's just like, I'm done. I'm not going to answer sure. these, your prayers anymore because I'm just tired of it, yep. you know, kind of deal. And we get, yep. and we get stuck in that. Um, and you know, when, when I deal with people that ask that mm -hmm. commonly question, I always let them know and tell them that, you know, a lot of times when God doesn't answer our prayers is God's always, God tells us in his word, he's going to answer our prayers. Mm -hmm. He's just not going to answer the way we want them. He's going to answer the way we need them. And, and you may be praying for your loved one to be healed. And that healing may not come this side. It may come on the other side. It may, it may come in heaven. And one it's way or another, true. they're being healed. It's true. Um, it, it reminds me of when my Aunt Carla passed away. Yep. Um, we prayed for healing for her, that God would relieve of her pain, that God would heal her. And we were praying and hoping that God would heal her and that maybe she'd still be here. 
But yes. the Lord knew what he was doing. Yes. And even though he prayed for her healing, yes. he healed her because yes. she's in heaven with the Lord. Yes. healed free from what she's, yes. what she's going through. Yes. And she's not suffering anymore. And so I think it's one of those where, where a lot of people ask that question, especially what we're going through with the coronavirus sure. going around. Oh, sure. You know, a lot of people out of work. A lot of people are trying to figure out finances. How am I going to provide for my family? Yes. And they're praying, asking, Lord, Lord, help me. What do we do? And, and a lot of them are praying, asking, okay, Lord, I've been praying for like for like a month now. And I, I've not seen a dime show up on my doorstep. No. Um, I, you know, I'm down to my last dollar. And what do yeah. I do? It's um, true. But, it's true. you know, when, um, like I can say it is, when, 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 it, when you feel like God is silent, mm-hmm. He's not answering. Yes. You just trust him because because he's sure. working something. It's like that old it saying is. that the teachers always thought in the test, like at school, when you take a test, your teacher's silent. Mm-hmm. She's just sitting there. She's just kind of listening, yep. you know, and your focus, where's your focus at on the test? It's just like in the, it's just like uh, teachers always thought in the test. And so when he's silent, our focus should be still on him. It's true. Um and it's not true. there because it's like a it's it's like a story I was told about that it's about this uh, man how he brought his son out to the into the woods and um, he was gonna leave him there all night and by morning they'd make him a man and um, so he blindfolded him sat him down by a tree and as the night was going on he just heard all the sounds around him started getting scared mm-hmm. and uh, started getting worried so much scared he was he couldn't see nothing he didn't know what was coming what was around him mm-hmm. and as soon as morning came he took his blindfold off. And a little ways away with a gun, he saw his dad mm-hmm. there, and his dad was there, keep making sure he was safe all night. It's just like Jesus, you know. A lot of yep. times, we we feel like God's not there, but all we got to do is take our blinders off and just look it's and true. see that He's right there protecting true. us the whole time. It's true, you know. We we pray, and we pray about all kinds of needs and all kinds of situations and circumstances. You mentioned it earlier. Um, there's times we pray for. A loved one that needs healing. We pray for family member, friend, a loved one that needs salvation. Uh, we pray for financial needs. We pray for spiritual needs. We pray for our family. We pray for a whole host of things. And we do. A lot of people in this current crisis that we're in, now we're into our third or fourth week here of quarantine, lockdown here in Indiana. A lot of people, you know, are, are starting to pray again. Now, I, I, I call that crisis Christianity, where we, yeah. we get in a crisis, we get in a circumstance or a struggle, and immediately we, we start to pray. And then uh, what happens is when we go to prayer, and I think people need to understand this, and I think a lot of Christians fail to get this, Pastor Josh. God answers our prayers. He answers he every does. prayer, like you said a moment ago. God answers every prayer. Sometimes he answers yes. Sometimes the answer is no. And sometimes the answer is wait and be patient. Yeah. Because I'm working a plan. And you know, it's it's um uh, it reminds me of of the teaching that Jesus taught us. And, and I've got a couple of scriptures that came to mind when you mentioned that about unanswered prayer. You know, the Bible teaches us in the in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter six, um, Jesus was teaching on prayer. And in Matthew chapter six, when you read verses 8 down to uh, 13, Jesus said, therefore, do not be like them. Speaking of, of course, the Pharisees and the religious leaders of the day, they'd like to make a show and they they would pontificate and and be obnoxious in the way that they prayed, make a scene. And 
and act all holy and righteous when really they were making a fool out of themselves. So in verse eight, Jesus said, therefore, do not be like them for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. That's in Matthew six and eight. And then verses nine through 13, Jesus said in this manner, therefore pray our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And it's important that when you hear that, there's no formula, Pastor Josh, yeah. for, for getting getting prayer answers. You, you don't just recite a, a formula or a phrase or a phraseology. Yeah. You go to God in prayer. You know, Moses talked to God like he talked to a friend. Yep. And when we go to prayer, we have to have faith. And that's why, you know, also, too, we're supposed to pray in accordance to the will of God. We're supposed to pray in accordance to what God's God's perfect will is. And what's interesting is that in James, we read also um, in, in, in James chapter 4, uh, verses verses one through three, James writes, where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have, you murder and covet and cannot obtain, you fight and war, you have not because you ask not. Yep. Then in verse three, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may that you may spend it on your pleasures. In other words, James is saying you're asking for the wrong reasons. A lot of times people say, well, how come my prayers aren't answered? Well, one good reason is, number one, we're not praying in accordance to God's will. Yeah. You know, 1 John chapter 5, and verse 14 and 15 talks about if we ask anything according to God's will, he hears us. Yes, he does. And, and if, we, if he hears us, we know we have the petitions that we've asked. But a lot of times our prayers go unanswered because we're asking with the wrong motives. Yep. It's like this. I shared this in my Bible study um, last Wednesday on keys to effective prayer. I had a man who was in another state, in another church I pastored, that that came to me and asked me to pray for him that he would get a new a new motorcycle. He wanted a, he wanted a new motorcycle. Now he just bought a Harley Davidson with you know within the last within that last year he had just bought a Harley Davidson wow. motorcycle. It was a Roadster, you know, and had the oh, wow. saddlebags. It was a very beautiful bike. And now he wants a. And I said, well, he said, I want you to pray, Pastor Matt. Could you pray with me? That I'm, I'm looking to get a looking to get this this new Harley. And I said, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd seen his motorcycle that he had just got. I mean, I, I mean, I've never owned a motorcycle in my life. I'd love to own one, yeah, but I don't have twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty thousand dollars to buy a new one. If <laughs> yeah. that's what they're going for, I don't even know what they cost. But this guy had one, and now he wants a better one. And so I had to very, very lovingly and patiently explain to this man, brother, God's already blessed you with the motorcycle. Do you and your wife go on road trips on that motorcycle? Yeah, yeah. Does it run good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, 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 you got it in the last year? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, then why do you want to pray for a new one? Wow. Just because, just because that one there that you have isn't as nice as the one that your friend just got. I said, I, I said brother, I don't think God's going to answer a prayer like that. Because I said, you know, the Bible says you ask 
a mess. And, and that's what happens a lot of times. It's like we have a good job. Yep. We have a nice car. We have a roof over our head. We have food on the table. We got clothes on our back. God's meeting our needs. God's taking care of us. He is. But we're asking for the wrong reasons. A lot of times we we see unanswered prayer, Pastor Josh, because we're asking with the wrong motives. We're asking true. for the wrong reasons. Um, and, and you have to make sure that you're praying and asking according to God's will and that you're asking with the right motives. But also, too, another thing, too, is if you're asking for something and it is in violation of God's word, God, God's not going to do that. God's yeah. not going to bless that. Yep. I don't know how many times, and I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this, and, and I hope that I don't get in trouble with the listeners, but nah, I, 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 I can't tell you how many times, because I've been pastoring almost as long as you've been alive, okay? I've been in the ministry, I know, as long as you've been alive. And I've yeah. been a pastor for, I've been, been in the ministry for 20, 28 years, and I've been yeah. a pastor for, for 23 years. And yeah. I can't tell you how many how many young men and young women I have sat down with as an assistant pastor, as a senior pastor, as an evangelist that have come up to me and said, Brother Skiles, Pastor Matt, Brother Matt, could you could you pray for me? And they tell me about a person that they've met and a young man or young woman, a girl's met a boy, a, a young man's met a girl and they're 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 in a relationship with this person. They, they, they want to marry this person. They want to, they want to start a life together with this person. And the first thing I ask them out of my mouth when they tell me that is, well, where do they go to church? Where do they, where do they, you know, did, did, did they know the Lord? Are they a Christian? And when they can't answer those basic three questions, then I tell them, well, I can't pray for you because you're unequally yoked with this person. Yeah. How dare you say that? How dare you say that? You know, I, I love this person. I had one young lady tell me, I, I love this man. I said, I have no doubt in my mind that you love this man. But, but he's not a Christian. He's not a believer. And you're wanting to ask me to pray for you, for God to bless that. God's not going to bless that because the Bible says we marry in the Lord. The Bible says be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What, what? What does the righteous have to do with the unrighteous? And I can't tell you how many young people, Josh, have looked at me like a rack of yard tools at Home Depot and and looked at me like, like a scared dog, like, how dare you say that? Wow. And I'm the bad guy. I, all I'm trying to do is tell them, you're wanting me to pray for you. You're wanting to pray. But God's, I, and I've told them, God is not going to honor that prayer. Yeah. I said, you, you, this missionary dating you're trying, or this, this, I, I, I want to, I'm going to marry him, and then I'll get him, I'll win him to Christ afterward. You know, no. If a person's not going to serve God when you're dating him, they're not going. You know, you can pray till you're blue in the face. Yeah. God is not going unless that person makes a commitment on on their own. And yep. so, a lot of times, I think we ask with the wrong motives. We ask, we ask, uh, you know, we ask for things that are in that are not in accordance with God's word. And then we wonder why God doesn't answer our prayer. Yep. So true. true. I mean, I, I do agree with that. Um, because you know, we do a lot of times in the prayer with wrong motives because we tend to, we tend to take it that, you know, just pray and 
God will give you desires of your heart. And we tend to take that and kind of run thinking, well, if I just sure. if I just pray for a million dollars, the Lord will give it to me because I desire that. Or if I just pray for this new house. <laughs> and it's like, no, prayer doesn't work that way. No. Prayer is uh, is a powerful tool that God has it given is. us it against is. against a lot. I mean, it's one of the most powerful tools we have. Um, but, you know, there's a wrong way of praying. There's a right way of praying. And yeah. And when you're praying for selfish mm-hmm. gain, the Lord's not going to bless sure. your selfish ways. No, no. here's the thing. In, in in the book of 1 Samuel 2, you see Hannah, who was barren, was unable to have children. She and her husband Elkanah went to the house of God in Shiloh every year to offer the yearly sacrifice, to, to worship God there. And she was um, she was without child. She earnestly prayed for God to give her a son. Yep. Now, I'm saying this because sometimes when we go to prayer with God, we make deals with God. Yep. We make promises. Oh, God, if you'll just save my son, if you'll just save my daughter and turn his or her life around, I'll go back to church. I'll, I'll, I'll serve you. Yep. And then that son or daughter, you know, does get right, maybe gets out of jail gets clean from drugs, sobers up from alcohol, gets out of the abusive relationship. Or the, and then what happens? Does that person serve God? No, they're not. Nope. Well, Hannah is an example of somebody that made a promise to God. She said, if you give me a son, a man child, as, as the King James calls it, but in the New King James, she prayed for a son. And she promised God that if God gave her a son, she would lend him to the Lord. God blessed her with the son blessed her with more children after that too, but blessed her with a son. And she gave Samuel to the Lord. She brought Samuel to the house of God in Shiloh and presented him to the Lord. And she said to the high priest, uh, Eli, for this child, I pray. Now, there's an example of somebody that had a, a, a genuine desire to be a mother, to have children, mm-hmm. a basic natural desire and need. And God answered that prayer. Okay. God answered that prayer. Uh, there's nothing wrong with praying for God to give you a spouse, for yeah. God to give you a children, for God to to bless your life. But a lot of times when God blesses us and we don't turn around and honor God in the process, we can't expect God to answer our prayers. It's you yeah. know, I I you know I, I think about that all the time. And 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 you know, Hannah was one of these people that prayed. And there's a lot of people I know, I know that in that in that in situations they pray and they make promises to God that that. You know, and I, I uh, you know, I, 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 I don't understand why, but they get in situations and they pray and they, they promise God all kinds of things. And and if God will just get them out of this mess, if they'll just get out of this situation, uh, I'll, I'll never I'll never do this again. And yep. they're right back in the same quagmire that same they thing. were in before. And the thing is, we ask and people always ask, well, how come God didn't answer my prayer? You you mentioned your aunt Carla, who I who I dearly loved and I knew her very well. And and you know, the one thing I think that we that we need to understand, and I had this, I have an aunt that I lost last year to cancer, and I prayed earnestly for her to be healed and it didn't happen. Um, you know, I've had, you know, my my wife and I lost her lost her mother uh, you know, thirteen years ago to to uh, to cancer. And, you know, we were praying for her mom's healing. We were praying. But like you said, you know, they receive the ultimate healing. You know, they're they're healed either in yep. this life or in the life to come. And a lot of people misunderstand that. And some people think, well, 
God didn't answer my prayer because, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I wanted God to bless, you know, I, I pray all the time as a pastor for people in our church and I pray for God to bless and to, to, to honor. And, and again, it comes back to, are we asking with the right motives? Are we asking according to God's will? Are we asking in accordance to God's word? You know, because a lot of times, you know, there's things like you said, you know, you can pray to your blue in the face, Pastor Josh, for God to give you a million dollars. It ain't happening, okay? Let's nope. just be honest. There's not a Brinks truck pulling up here in our church parking lot. It's going to drop off a bag. Say, where's Joshua Hopper? Here's here's a million dollars, or here's a check, or a cashier's check. I <laughs> mean, you and I probably both nice. think that'd be nice, but it, but but in reality, in Realville, where I live, <laughs> yep. it ain't going to happen. But you know what? I know people that in situations like this, they start praying, and they 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 start praying, and they and here's another thing too. I think why God doesn't answer our prayers too. And I might be wrong in this, but I hope you'll, is that we're not persistent enough in our prayers. We're not persistent yeah, enough. I agree with Because that. we live in a very, very, let's face it, we live in a, in a very uh, fast-paced, um, convenient culture. I mean, you, 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 you know what? You can leave here. We can, we can drive out of here, even in the midst of a lockdown right now. Yeah. You can still go to a grocery store to a box store like Walmart or Sam's Club or something, get what you got to get, get in, get out and get it and not have to wait. Yeah. If you want, you know, but if, if you want to order a pizza from a pizza parlor somewhere here in town, you could get on your phone, dial it up, call it in or order it online. And 15 minutes later, you got a pizza. You need money, go to the bank, you drive through a drive through ATM, boom, it's there. Yep. Everything is 24 hour. Seven day a week. I want it. I want it now. And, and you know, it's like my son. I have an 18 year old son. I love him to death. But my son the other day was was popping popcorn and he was playing and he had a video game and he had paused the video game and he only had like five minutes to pause. So he went downstairs and was popping popcorn and he's yelling at the microwave to hurry up. I mean, no, that's just, you know, I mean, you're, you're going, come on, hurry up, hurry up. That's the culture that we live in. And, and, and I thought it was kind of funny. And, and, uh, but that's who we are. We pray on Monday for yep. God to meet. And we want that need met Tuesday morning. And it ain't happening sometimes. Sometimes God doesn't move the same. And there's another thing. Yeah. God, we don't understand this. God's ways are not our ways. Yeah. God's true. thoughts are not our thoughts. What did he tell Abraham? He told Abraham, you and Sarah are going to have a son. Yep. And out of your descendants, out of your offspring, your descendants, your children's children, the nations of the world will be blessed. And he promises, he promises Abraham. Abraham and Sarah prayed and believed for a son. And God tells him, you're going to have a son. Then they got to wait 25 years. 20 Five years. years. Now, somewhere along the line, you're going to get impatient. Okay. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can and and it comes back to Luke twenty one nineteen. In your patience, possess ye your soul. We get impatient. I think that's another reason why prayers go because we stop praying. It doesn't happen fast enough. So you know what? I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to give up. God ain't answering my prayers. God's answering our prayers. He's saying, Matt, Josh, whomever that person is praying. I've heard your prayer. You need to wait. And another example of that is, is in the book of Daniel. When Daniel was praying, um, when Daniel was praying, fasting for 21 days, um, 
and seeking God. And uh, it was uh, uh, it was a, a situation where where Daniel was was uh, was praying in Daniel chapter ten. Um, you know, he had prayed for twenty one days, Josh. Twenty one days. Twenty one days. Dang. Okay. And and uh, and just to paraphrase this, because I know we're running out of time here, but but he had prayed for twenty one day days, and and the angel of the Lord appeared, and and he says he says very 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 clearly in in verse uh, number twelve of Daniel chapter ten, he said, "Do not fear, Daniel." For from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. Verse 13. But the prince or the demonic power and demon over the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. What that angel said was, God heard you the first day you prayed. Yeah. But there was a demonic, there was a spiritual battle in the heavenly realm, and I was coming to, to minister and to show you this vision. And the prince of Persia, which was a demonic spirit, yeah. um, and a whole host of demonic hosts were fighting me, and Michael the archangel came. To fight with me. A lot of times we pray and we think God isn't answering our prayers. I assure you, God is God has heard your prayer. But oh, there's yes. a lot of things. We're praying, seeking God. The devil doesn't want us to receive that blessing, doesn't want us to receive the answer, wants to discourage us and defeat us. That's where we got to have faith. Yep. That's where we have to have faith. That's why the Bible says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And it's so true. And that's not just a song that you hear sung in churches. That's an actual scripture in the it Bible. Is, it is true. And uh, something that kind of comes to mind here is uh, it's actually a really good prayer. Uh, and I think that it, it I mean, yeah. I like this prayer. I've prayed this in, you know, my life a couple times, mm -hmm. many times. And it says, uh, dear God, I'll try my best today. But if I lose my hope, please remind me that your plans are better than my dreams. And I think that's so true because, true. uh, because, you know, with what we go through in life Amen. and what takes place and with the whole Amen, aspect of prayer and God not answering, we have to understand that, you know, if God doesn't answer our prayers, because one of the most commonly sure. asked prayers is, it's like you mentioned, you know, about people asking for this, I'll do this, if, yes. if you, you yes. know, and one of the yes. most commonly asked ones is, Lord, if you just heal my loved one, if you yeah. don't take them from yeah. me, then then I will then then I will tell everyone about you. I'll devote my life to you. And yeah. it's like and it's like you know, and you have and sometimes God does. Those people do sure. do that. But sure. you have situations where they're just like, I don't really care. I'm just gonna throw this out there because maybe God will bite, and then I'll get what I want and kind of <laughs> kind of just I'll go about my there. day. And I'll that, throw it out there, see, run it up the flagpole, and see if somebody will salute it. So yeah. yep, and yeah. and it's just like you know, and then yeah. when it's, we have situations where where God doesn't answer, we get bitter and angry and we want to turn our whole back against God and say, okay, Lord, I asked for this. Yeah. You didn't answer. And then we want to sit there and tell people God doesn't exist. He's not yeah. real. And we ask them the very question of why do you yeah. say that? Well, because I prayed and asked God to yeah. heal this person, yeah. but he didn't do it and because he didn't do it. I have this nothing but hate for him. Yeah. And it comes back to Romans eight twenty eight, which says all things work together for good to those who love God, yep. those that are called according to his purpose. God has a purpose for Josh Hopper's life. He has a, yeah. he has a purpose for Matt Skiles' life. 
There's a reason why we're, we're locked down, we're quarantined. There's a, there's a reason why God does everything. God does not do anything on accident. Nope. And you know what? And, and you know, I'm, I'm reminded of that dartboard in your office here at church. You know, a lot of people look at prayer kind of like that dartboard. I'm just going to throw at it. And if it hits something, great. You, and and we, we're random and we're, 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 we're a little bit slipshod in it. We have to be faithful to prayer every day. You we mentioned do. 1 Thessalonians 5.17. It says pray without ceasing. Yep. That doesn't mean that you go every second of every day in prayer. You can't. You can't work a job. You can't take care of yourself. But it's an attitude and a lifestyle and a mindset of I'm going to pray when I have the opportunity. One of the great, greatest men of God that's ever lived, Smith Wigglesworth, I've got many of his books. He never prayed for longer than 30 minutes at a time. You know, he never prayed for longer, but he never went more than 30 minutes without praying. You know, and, and that was the key. But we have to pray and we have to be earnest in our prayers. And if God doesn't answer the prayer on Monday, guess what? Faith's going to keep going to keep yep. me going. I'm going to pray on Tuesday and Wednesday. But we have to keep praying. We've got to be patient. And and trust me, God's got a plan. God has He a does. Plan. And that's why we have to always remember that that you know um you know his plans are better than my than our yes. dreams. Yes. And and it's so true because his plans are better than my dreams. You know, our dream yeah. is for our loved one not to go away or for us not to lose the girl that we care about or mm-hmm. for our not to go through you know, loss of a job, and we and sure. that's our dream, and, sure. and we hope that that this doesn't happen. But then God <laughs> will take it away because God has a grander yeah. plan, and, yeah. and and you'll never know. No. And I can tell people this: and that is, you'll never know. Oh well, let me this. Don't sell yourself short. No. Don't hold on to something. Yeah. That's that was there. Yeah. And focus on trying to get that thing back. Look to the future because. Yeah. Good point, Josh. Because Good God has got a bigger plan. Got a bigger plan. He and he's always something, there's always something better. There is. There's always and, something and better. the thing is, it comes back to, you know, Jesus even prayed in the garden. Mm-hmm. Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Yep. When you submit to God's will and you're praying in accordance to God's will, God's got a bigger plan, yep. like you said, and, and it will work out for your benefit. It did, and it's like you know when Jesus actually prayed that, you know, he he was praying that because he saw the he knew the bigger picture. He's asking Amen. if there's a way, make a way. That's right. But if your way is for this bigger picture to unfold mm-hmm. and come true, then I'm going to accept that and know that you have a plan, yes. and I'm going to trust you in that 